Yeah, uh Heavy Crown Radio, you know it's going down With Denise, you can see, she's the queen with the crown Talking real life, wild nights, and current events Breaking down, even giving tips on relationships Hey, you don't wanna miss, ready, here we go Keep it tuned in, Heavy Crown Radio Super entertaining, yeah, that's for sure Keep it tuned in, Heavy Crown Radio Hey everybody, how have you all been? I've been having such a hard time during this pandemic. It's been really tough. Between my depression and anxiety, I've struggled and I haven't been as consistent as I've wanted to be. But here I am back in action. I had to do this not only for you, but for me because I feel like I've changed a lot in the past year. And one of the reasons I haven't been putting out as much content is because of those changes. I don't really know how to describe it other than the fact that I'm just not the same person that I once was and it's because of the pandemic and I've just had to accept that. You know, people have come and gone from my life. My views have really changed and a lot of my opinions from my past episodes have changed. So when I listen back to them in terms of dating and friendships and stuff, sometimes I'm like, ooh, I wish I didn't say that. It is what it is, you know, I stand by what I say at the time, that's how I felt. I can't say whether it was wrong or right at the time, but... To me, it felt right at the time. At this juncture in my life, some of it doesn't feel right to me. So just know that. I just have to say, too, that, you know, you've watched me close out a lot of chapters in my life, and much of that has made a difference as well. Um, You know, as you know, I already had John on, who was my first boyfriend, and John and I have made peace as friends, and we've moved forward in our lives. Um... I've actually moved forward with this family as well, which is really, you know, important and uplifting. So big shout out to his brother Dave and his sister-in-law Christina for staying awake to see me last month because um, they let me keep their kids up till 3 a.m. I hadn't seen them since their first birthday and that was magic. It's just nice to be able to see people who was such a big part of a huge chapter in your life and to be able to know that, you know what, These people had me at a time that I didn't really know myself and helped me build the person I am today. So you really have to be grateful for the past in that perspective, you know? And putting a lot of the past behind me has been a huge theme in the past year because I do have a tough time letting go of certain things. And one of those situations that really messed me up relationship wise I was actually able to address and figure that out recently and I'm not going to say who this person's name is just because the fact that I didn't ask his permission um to discuss this but what I will say that (laughs) if we had this conversation many many years ago so many awful relationships that I've been in could have been avoided and when I say that so many awful relationships I want to say like I've only been in three serious relationships, but I will say so many situations and issues could have been avoided, you know, and it's strange to say that, but resolving that was so profound for my growth and being able to move forward. And I think that's profound for everybody. Sometimes you just have to accept an apology you're never going to receive and move forward, which is what I thought I was going to have to do in this situation. But it was really therapeutic and cathartic for me to be able to resolve that and put it to bed 
And you need to resolve these things, whether it's internally with yourself, by, like I said, accepting an apology that you may never receive, or by having that conversation. And I will say it benefits you in the way that you are able to let go of it because you have to let go of it in order to move forward. You can't hang on to resentment. And I think deep down underlying, I don't know if it was just on a subconscious level, I hung on to a lot of resentment and I think it just spilled over into situations that followed that relationship. So for me, I feel like I've become a better woman for a better man in the last year. I really have. And that isn't like a humble brag or anything. It's just, it's basically just me being proud of the growth that I've attained in the last year. I've really worked hard on myself and I'm, I'm constantly trying to be self-aware. And I think that's really important as a person to be self-aware and notice your flaws and notice where you stand. I was obviously just a little bit too hypersensitive about being self-aware. But now I'm at a point where I'm confident in the person that I am. I was always confident, but I just have this deeper, peaceful confidence, if that makes sense. You know, like I've always had the utmost confidence in myself, but this like calm confidence just feels so much better than I could ever just put into words and explain to you. You can only, you know, really understand it if you've gone through it. And I can confidently say that I know that many of you have been through that. So you can relate to me in that aspect, which is why I love my loyal royals so, so much. For this episode, we are going to shout out my girl V in Hawaii, who did my birth natal chat. And I'm not going to hold back on the negatives here either. This is from cafeastrology.com. She put this all together for me. So if you want to do yours, do it. Because honestly, it's been so dead accurate for me that it's scary. But the two things you need to be equipped with in order to get your natal chat, you need to have the exact time that you were born and the city that you were born in. And I have to say, there's a lot of the things in here that I wasn't ready to admit to myself. And then once I read them on paper and admitted them to myself in my mind, I was like, all right, you know what? There's both positive and negatives that are attached to this. And I'm not ashamed of any of them. I'm not, I can, I can readily admit them out loud. So I'm not, it's the whole thing is like 40 pages. So I'm not going to go through the entire thing with you, but I'm going to pick out the highlights that I think are probably the best. So like I said, if your birth time is unknown, they cannot know the ascendant or house position. And fun fact, this is really cool, but I actually met a guy in college who, his name is Colin. We were actually born exactly a half hour apart on the same day. So that's one of the ways that I've always remembered my birth time. I don't know if he's still out there rapping, but shout out to Collie C. He was really dope with that stuff. So the whole thing starts off by giving me planet positions, ascendant, and houses. So it'll show me basically like the technical details of my natal chart. And then it gives me this interpretation where some of them are more detailed than others. So the ones that have the really great details that I think you'll be like, oh my God, that is so spot on for me. You'll really appreciate. But let's get it. So... Everybody knows I'm a Taurus. I was born in May. Um, I was a little bit late to the party 
Um, I didn't want to come into this world. I wanted to just stay where I was and stay put. And I broke my mom's tailbone in the process. So sorry, mom. Sorry that I'm stubborn. Sorry that I'm still stubborn to this day. But this part of my natal chat report is that the sun is in Taurus. So it says there's something very solid about Taurus natives, no matter what the rest of their chats say about them. Though they're dependable most of the time, most of the time, <laughs> this generally shows itself more in habit than in outright helpfulness. And Taurus natives are sensual folk, and this includes sex, but extends to pleasure in all areas. They delight in the sensual pleasures of food, a comfortable blanket, a richly colored aquarium to look at, the smell of flowers or spring rain, pleasing melodies coming from their stereos, and so forth. Some might even say that they live through their senses more than most. All right, so this is dead on for me because I have to say I love a nice fuzzy throw blanket. It probably explains my penchant for buying all of the Nicole Millers whenever I'm at Marshalls. But I definitely live through my senses. I appreciate sense. I appreciate, you know, really special visualization like the arts. Um, I definitely delight in food. Who doesn't? I mean let's be honest, but I delight in all of the things that we just said. And I will say I agree. They are dependable most of the time. And it definitely does show itself more in habit than in outright helpfulness. I, I will agree with that statement. I can't take away from that. Now, the second portion of this says that security is immensely important to Taurus. Some of them actively seek wealth while others are content to be comfortable. The Taurus definition of comfortable may not be exactly the same as the rest of the signs, but comfort is definitely a driving force. So when I read that, I actually, as soon as I saw that some of them are content to be comfortable, I immediately felt this adverse reaction inside because comfortable to me, I define that as mediocre because I feel like when I'm comfortable, I'm not doing enough to get to the next step of where I want to be and I'm not accomplishing anything. And I wouldn't say that I actively seek wealth, but I act, like I actively seek the ability to live comfortably. And I do. And I'm very fortunate for that. I will say that. I have worked hard for it, but I'm still fortunate just the same. Now this is where it gets uncomfortable for me. So, <sighs> the possessiveness associated with Taurus shows up in all areas of life in some way. Taurus likes to own things and sometimes people. A nice home, a piece of land, this could be modest, a paid off car, that aquarium mentioned earlier, a couple pets, maybe a solid business. In love and relationship, there is an earthy kind of possessiveness that may be considered jealousy by some, but there is actually quite a difference between being possessive and being jealous. Taurus natives are rarely jealous and petty. They do, however, think of the people they love as theirs, and it adds to their sense of security. That right there is probably the hottest spot to admit to. But I think people tend to look at possessiveness in like a sociopath type of way where the person is like, where were you? Where have you been? Like, that's not like the kind of person I am. I would say I'm more possessive where I like to know and have that security of knowing that something is mine. You know what I mean? Because in friendships, you're not looking at that as oh, this person can only be my friend and my friend only, you encourage them to have other friends. You want them to have other friends. They're still your friend. But when it comes to relationships, 
I like to have that sense of security in my relationship where there's stuff that's like just ours, you know what I mean? And I like that feeling. And I think a lot of other people do too, where you have that one thing that you can share together. And it's not possessiveness. It's just more like, this is our thing. You know what I mean? And for the short description of that section, basically, I'm strong-willed. I have charm. I'm tolerant. I'm stoical. She likes pleasure and the good things in life, appreciates the arts. Totally agree with all of that. However, one of the weaknesses of being a Taurus is you can be prone to laziness. And I will say for myself, the only time that I know I get lazy is when when I'm too overstimulated. Like when there's too many, too many things going on and I'm overwhelmed, I need to clear my space of everyone and everything out of my world for a time being. That's when you can definitely catch me being unavailable and lazy. When there's just too much going on, I just retreat. That's just my thing. Another portion of this um, that I wanted to touch upon is the sun being in the 10th house because the urge to work toward a goal for success and accomplishment and or for power is part of a Taurus's makeup, apparently, when the sun is in the 10th house. Um, You recognize your ambitions without going overboard. It says it's crucial that I accept the part of me that is ambitious, but take pains not to over-identify with an image that is not really you. I can openly admit to this because of the fact that I'm much stronger and much more secure in my emotions today, where I can admit that I've done this like tough guy thing in the past where I've been like, whatever, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me in the least. I'm going to move on and I'm going to be fine. And I just haven't addressed the situation and I've just moved on and moved forward and just tough guide it through. You can't do that to yourself. I've done that to myself. And that's something that I take away from over identifying with an image that is not really you. I don't think you can progress in life without assessing that. And you have to do that. You really do. You have to allow your time to recover and to feel better. You can't hide from your emotions. You just can't. It's just the worst idea and I don't understand why anybody would want to do that because it only makes things worse for you in the long run. You're only running away from things that are going to just repetitively arise in your life and you need to learn how to face that now rather than later because you're going to jeopardize a lot of things for yourself, a lot of good things. Here's another great portion of this. Um... Between the sun and Mars, I'm enterprising and I have powerful stores of energy that I can draw upon when needed. I respond to problems or challenges with a spirited and enthusiastic confidence that is admirable. You're naturally competitive and this trait is generally well received by others simply because it's unforced, unaffected, and sincere. You truly believe in fair play and you seem to be in love with life. When you're expressing competitiveness and courage, it's easy for others to smile and accept these traits as positive ones rather than being rubbed the wrong way. You have good physical vitality. Although competitive, you're not naturally combative. You enjoy sports or games that are competitive but not violent. Breaking the rules of a competitive game is particularly upsetting to you. You're more able than most to control your desires, aggressions, and instincts. You know how to be fair, and you expect others to be fair. As such, sneaky behaviors, uncontrolled impulses, violence, and rage are offensive to you. I 
would agree with that. I try to come up with creative solutions to problems, and I try not to let, you know, my aggressions rule me. But if I have an instinct about something, especially like a sneaky behavior or, you know, something that's shady, you better believe that I'm going to trust my gut and look into that. Sometimes I've been known to be wrong. I have been known to be wrong. But nine times out of ten, your gut isn't lying to you. And of course I laughed at breaking the rules of a competitive game is particularly upsetting to me because it is. I like to I like to play fair and I think it's imperative to play fair because I'm going to play fair with everyone else so why shouldn't they play fair with me? There is also a portion of this that says that I am leery of change and that can tend to be true but I'm also someone who is pretty adaptable so I like to take pride in that. I am very leery of change but I will adapt I will I'm pretty devoted and accommodating when it comes to that but I've learned also not to be too accommodating to people because people can tend to take advantage of that and I'm at a point in my life now where it's damn near impossible to take advantage of me so one of the most delightful characteristics of a moon and cancer person because apparently that's what I am my moon is in cancer um I have a loony sense of humor true these people can be extraordinarily funny their moodiness can baffle others but their unique outlook on life is something most people can appreciate when treated with tenderness and understanding moon and cancer natives return the favor with warmth and protection yes that's true Give them security and you'll take the crabbiness out of the crab, at least for a while. Yes, true. These people are wonderfully dependable overall, despite their occasional mood swings. Wrong. I do not have occasional mood swings. Um, I would ask that anybody verify that for me, but 99.9% sure I do not have occasional mood swings. Um, The short description of Moon and Cancer is that I'm likable and very sociable, very sensitive to environmental conditions and very sensitive to my surroundings. I like home, habits, comfort, and my own little world. Very caring and protective of my loved ones. This brings me back to um, the comforts. Just I like the simple things like my little Nicole Miller blanket. Just having the comforts of home around me. That's, that really means a lot to me. I'm also subject to inertia and family problems. Now, I'm not going to get into the family problems. That, that's a whole nother conversation that probably won't come on here. But I am definitely so repulsed by inertia. I don't like to be, like, immobile. I like to keep things moving, you know? I'm very fast-paced in that sense. I like to, if, if something's going a certain way, I'm like, all right, let's get this show on the road. That's how I feel. Being stagnant just doesn't feel good to me. It's, I don't know, it's not a good thing. There are definitely times in life where I get this feeling like I'm on a carousel. And when I feel that way, I immediately have to get off. Immediate. Immediately have to get off. Because I'm like, nope, I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to be spinning my wheels. I just, I can't be in that position. But anyways, you'll be surprised to know that I'm quite expressive and animated in my speech, I have an outstanding memory, and I tend to pick up a lot of information from my environment. I love to chat and exchange ideas. That's probably one of my favorite things in this world. Um, I love to 
get on the phone, shoot the breeze and exchange ideas, talk, exchange pleasantries. You know me. And even if I'm shy, once I'm friends with someone, I love to talk about pretty much anything under the sun. And I enjoy sharing stories. Um, And I'm definitely focused on my day-to-day activities as opposed to grander philosophies. Now, don't get me wrong. I do love to get into a good conversation and a good debate on grander philosophies because I'm naturally just drawn to that. And I'm naturally interested in that. So it's something that I like to be challenged. I like to be challenged. I like to have that in my life. And it's just, it's funny to know that under my sign, these are definitely true aspects of me. And look, I'm not saying this whole entire thing is 100% true. And, you know, obviously for me, this is just for fun. I do believe in higher powers of the universe. I definitely think that there are definitely coincidences that just have to be explained by something with the universe. I'm going to wrap this up by giving you the rest of the things that I feel are spot on because my bluntness can be both appreciated and considered offensive depending on my audience. Definitely true. Okay, and this is the truest thing to ever be true about me. Patience is definitely not your strong point. Your responses are quick and you are a passionate person who is quite courageous Although your energy is sporadic and sometimes wasted, you are sexually responsive. Now, why does that sound weird at the end of that sentence? Like, why would they just randomly throw that in there about patience and all this other stuff and being courageous and my energy? And then, by the way, you're also sexually responsive. I mean, I could have told you that. (laughs) I just don't feel like that sentence goes and meshes very well with that particular um, segment. But here's another thing. I know I said sometimes I'm wrong, but usually she doesn't take life too seriously in the sense that she believes in having a bit of fun and enjoying life. Her hunches are more often than not bang on. They are. I know they are. Because I'm usually always right when my, when my gut instinct is telling me something. But I'm quick to find humor in situations. I'm generally warm and fun to be around. Deep down, I believe in the basic goodness of people and of life in general. And I think that's pretty true. And this basic and natural attitude helps her to attract positive circumstances and to make good connections. One of my best qualities is tolerance. Usually, I'm frank honest optimistic and generous i would say especially frank um my friendships are sincere i'm smart and know how to surround myself with the right people and i'm appreciated by those people one of the things that there is opposition between moon and neptune she may lack firmness and can be a sucker for a sob story she likes to live in a daydream in the world of imagination and can hope so much for things that reality checks can be brutal. I'm going to say 110%. I totally agree with that statement of me probably a year ago because I did lack firmness. I lacked assertiveness. I had a real lack of understanding of certain things. And once a certain situation kind of became reality, I realized, you know what? Things need to change. 
it was almost profound to me to see how quickly people would jump to take advantage of me. It was almost like a like somebody would be like a shack who could smell blood and would be like, ooh, there it is, fresh prey, you know? And I had to kind of check that about myself because there's no way in hell anybody can do that to me going forward. Like, once I... I didn't see it for a long time, but once I finally did and I took a good hard look at myself, I was like, nope, ain't no way in hell that anybody is doing this to me ever again. That's why I emphasize at the beginning of this, like, look at the people that you are surrounding yourself with and make some changes because I've made a lot of changes to the people around me and it's made a big difference in my world because... I don't want to have negativity and BS around me. I want to have people who are like-minded with the same goals. And whether or not they agree with me on everything, I don't care. They don't have to. I don't expect to agree with everybody on everything, so I sure don't expect them to agree with me. But I like like-minded individuals. I like people who want, you know, interested in the same things. And that's what I mean by like-minded. Not like, oh, geez, well, if you don't believe in this, I don't want to talk to you. No. If you can believe in whatever you want to believe in, and that's your truth. And that's regardless of how passionate I am about my own opinions. I think that that's probably one of the major things that I'll never apologize for. Being passionate about my opinion and caring about people. I will never apologize for how much I love and adore people and how much I am passionate in my opinions. I mean, we all know I love a good debate. It's it's just ingrained in me. I don't know. It's part of being, I don't know. I'm my father's daughter, I guess. So like I said, not going to go through the whole, hundred. you know, not I almost said 140. Oh my God, I would never have been able to make it through that. Not going to go through the whole 40 pages. But now you have a gist of, you know, my natal chat report, what it says about me, how true to life you think it is. Because a lot of you know me pretty well. And if I've missed the mark here anywhere, keep me honest. Hopefully this didn't bore you and it encouraged you to look at your own natal chart because I think it's important that we understand certain things about ourselves and that we leave room for the magic, you know? There's only, you know, there's religion, there's all sorts of things that you can follow and aspire to be, but I think it's the most important thing to aspire to be who you want to be. Because life is short, and don't let anybody take anything away from you or make you feel like your ideas are stupid or too small, too big, unrealistic. Figure out what it is that you want out of life and pursue that. At the end of the day, the only person who's holding you back is you. Feels good to be back. Jump on the Facebook page, send me an email, theheavycrownpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to hear, and we'll make it happen. I'm going to master this and mix it, whatever, and then I'm going to jump on and watch Slew Syndicate live on YouTube because Misty and Susan always have the best going for the Andreacchios. So hop onto YouTube, hop onto Slew Syndicate, and watch their live. Who knows? Maybe I'll make another appearance. Until next time, loyal royals.